Light isn't concerned with the respect of darkness. Light is nourishment. It exists in the space it was created to inhabit. By law, the darkness must respect it. If light ever forgot who it was or desired to be something else, then maybe darkness could have an opportunity to dictate what light might appear to be. But once light remembered its glow, all games played in the shadows become overshadowed. Your spiritual foundation acts as a filter. Nothing's permitted to enter or exit without your permission. Know what or who should or shouldn't be in your realm or body. It's true the Most High gives the hardest trials to his strongest warriors, but most of our troubles are self-inflicted. We waste so much of our time looking for answers and explanations for what went wrong when no explanation is needed. Learn your lesson and move on. If someone has wronged you, forgive them knowing that the Almighty has you. No need to worry about what they have coming to them. It's redemption season. To keep the commandments is to choose to exist in the image of the creator. That image is immune. Welcome to choosing immunity. What is glass? Believe it or not, glass is made from liquid sand. You can make glass by heating ordinary sand, which is mostly made of silicon dioxide, until it melts and turns into a liquid. You won't find that happening on your local beach. Sand melts at the incredibly high temperature at 1700 degrees Celsius. That's 3090 degrees Fahrenheit. When molten sand cools down, it doesn't turn back into the gritty yellow stuff you started out with. It undergoes a complete transformation and gains an entirely different inner structure. But it doesn't matter how much you cool the sand. It never quite sets into a solid. Instead, it becomes a kind of frozen liquid, or what material scientists refer to as an amorphous solid. It's like a cross between a solid and a liquid, with some of the crystalline order of a solid and some of the molecular randomness of a liquid. Glass is such a popular material in our homes because it has all kinds of really useful properties. Apart from being transparent, it's inexpensive to make, easy to shape when it's molten, reasonably resistant to heat when it's set, chemically inert so a glass jar doesn't react with the things you put inside it, 
and it can be recycled any number of times. In a commercial glass plant, sand is mixed with waste glass from recycling collections. Soda ash, which is sodium carbonate, and limestone, which is calcium carbonate, and heated in a furnace. The soda reduces the sand's melting point, which helps to save energy during manufacturing. But it has an unfortunate drawback. It produces a kind of glass that would dissolve in water. The limestone is added to stop that from happening. The end product is called soda lime silica glass. It's the ordinary glass we see all around us. Once the sand is melted, it is either poured into molds to make bottles, glasses, and other containers, or floated, which is poured on top of a big vat of molten tin metal to make perfectly flat sheets of glass for windows. Unusual glass containers are still sometimes made by blowing them. In the process of blowing, a glob of molten glass is wrapped around an open pipe, which is slowly rotated. Air is blown through the pipe's open end, causing the glass to blow up like a balloon. With skillful blowing and turning, all kinds of amazing shapes can be made. Glass makers use a slightly different process depending on the type of glass they want to make. Usually, other chemicals are added to change the appearance or properties of the finished glass. For example, Iron and chromium-based chemicals are added to the molten sand to make green tinted glass. Of improved borosilicate glass, widely sold under the trademark Pyrex, is made by adding boron oxide to the molten mixture. Adding lead oxide makes a fine crystal glass that can be cut more easily. Highly prized cut lead crystal sparkles with color as it refracts or bends the light passing through it. Some special types of glass are made by a different manufacturing process. Bulletproof glass is made from a sandwich or laminate of multiple layers of glass and plastic bonded together. Toughened glass used in a car windshield is made by cooling molten glass very quickly to make it much harder. Stained or colored glass is made by adding metallic compounds to glass while it is molten. Different metals give the separate segments of glass their different colors. When you peer through a microscope inside some glass, what you'll find are the molecules from which it's made are arranged in an irregular pattern. That's why glass is sometimes referred to as an amorphous solid which is a solid without the regular crystalline structure that something like metal would have. You may also see glass described as a frozen supercooled liquid. This is another way of saying glass is a liquid that has never set. We could say glass is a bit like a liquid and a bit like a solid. It has an internal structure that is somewhere between the structure of a liquid and a solid with some of the order of a solid and some of the randomness of a liquid. Glass is by no means the only amorphous solid. 
It's possible to make a type of water that's called amorphous ice that could be described as in between solid and liquid. You do this by cooling water very quickly. The ice forms so fast that it doesn't have time to build up its normal crystalline structure. So what you get looks like ice, but behaves in some ways like liquid water. Other substances can be made into amorphous solids too. Solar cells are often made of something called amorphous silicon. An amorphous solid is something that's between a solid and a liquid, something that possesses the characteristics of both. In the matrix, Morpheus represented the amorphous people at a base level. Neo represented the amorphous people with their potential realized to its fullest extent. The community of the amorphous people was called Zion. using this segment was found at explainthatstuff.com. If you search, what is glass? It should come up. Next up, we have AM to PM by Belief and John Gibbs. What is a rainbow? How do they work? A prism is a triangular piece of glass or plastic. To get it to produce a mini rainbow, you allow a narrow strip of white light to fall on one face of the triangle. The dispersion of colors in a prism occurs because of something called the refractive index of the glass. As we learn that glass is an amorphous substance with the characteristics of both a solid and a liquid. So it's it's solid water. Every material has a different refractive index. When light enters a material, for example, when light traveling through the air enters the glass of a prism. The difference in the refractive index of air and glass causes the light to bend. The angle of bending is different for different wavelengths of light. As the white light moves through the two faces of the prism, the different colors bend different amounts and in doing so spread out into a rainbow. As the white light passes through the triangular prism, or the crystal-shaped prism, or the matrix, or the womb, shout out to natural by law. That potential passes through that crystal and bends differently. As we enter into this realm, we all bend or refract differently as people, but our characteristics aren't represented as just colors because we are much greater than just a beam of light. Let's continue. 
in a rainbow, raindrops in the air act as tiny prisms. Light enters the raindrop, reflects off of the side of the drop, and exits. In the process, it is broken into a spectrum, just like it is in a triangular glass prism. The angle between the ray of light coming in and the ray coming out of the drops is 42 degrees for red and 40 degrees for violet. The angles cause different colors from different drops to reach your eye, forming a circular rim of color in the sky. A rainbow. In a double rainbow, the second bow is produced because droplets can have two reflections internally and get the same effect. The droplets have to be the right size to get two reflections to work. Ah, so the bigger the prism, the more potential or the more possibilities, or the more you can multiply the base potentials. The fundamental process at work in a rainbow is refraction, the bending of light. Light bends, or more accurately, changes directions when it travels from one medium to another. This happens because light travels at different speeds in different mediums. To understand why light bends, imagine you're pushing a shopping cart across a parking lot. The parking lot is one medium for the shopping cart. If you're exerting a constant force, the cart's speed depends on the medium it's traveling through. In this case, the parking lot's paved surface. What happens when you push the shopping cart out of the parking lot onto a grassy area? The grass is a different medium for the shopping cart. If you push the cart straight onto the grass, the cart will simply slow down. The grass medium offers more resistance, so it takes more energy to move the shopping cart. So, the environment determines the behavior of the light. But when you push the cart onto the grass at an angle, something else happens. If the right wheel hits the grass first, the right wheel will slow down while the left wheel is still on the pavement. Because the left wheel is briefly moving more quickly than the right wheel, the shopping cart will turn to the right as it moves on the grass. If you move at an angle from a grassy area to a paved area, one wheel will speed up before the other and the cart will turn. Similarly, a beam of light turns when it enters a glass prism. This is a simplification, but think about it this way. One side of the light wave slows down before the other, so the beam turns at the boundary between the air and the glass. Some of the light actually reflects off of the prism surface, but most passes through. The light turns again when it exits the prism, because one side of it speeds up before the other. In addition to bending light as a whole, the prism separates white light into its component colors. Different colors of light have different frequencies, which causes them to travel at different speeds when they move through matter.
color that travels more slowly in glass will bend more sharply when it passes from air to glass because the speed difference is more severe. A color that moves more quickly in glass won't slow down as much, so it will bend less sharply. In this way, the colors that make up white light are separated according to the frequency when they pass through glass. If the glass bends the light twice, as in a prism, you can see the separated colors more easily. This is called dispersion. So white light travels in and because of the properties of the prism, it's separated and dispersed. But what happens when the prism that the light is traveling through isn't designed to separate and disperse, but is designed to absorb and collapse? We as people have the properties of both a solid and a liquid. We are solid in form, but our body is 70% water. It's 70% liquid. So as light hits us, we are also prisms or we are also mediums for which the light to travel. The light passes through you regardless of who you are. But who you are determines the behavior of the light. The article used in this segment was found at science.howstuffworks.com. If you search how rainbows work, it should come up. Coming up next, we have FUBU by Salon. Yeah, if you ain't talking about the drop, then what is you saying? Four, three, two. Photovoltaic cells. A photovoltaic cell is an energy harvesting technology that converts solar energy into useful electricity through a process called the photovoltaic effect. There are several types of PV cells, which all use semiconductors to interact with incoming photons from the sun in order to generate an electric current. A photovoltaic cell is comprised of many layers of materials, each with a specific purpose. The most important layer of a photovoltaic cell is the specially treated semiconductor layer. It is comprised of two distinct layers, p-type and n-type, and is what actually converts the sun's energy into useful electricity through a process called the photovoltaic effect. On either side of the semiconductor is a layer of conducting material which collects the electricity produced. The back side or shaded side of the cell can afford to be completely covered with the conductor, whereas the front or illuminated side must use the conductor sparingly to avoid blocking too much of the sun's radiation from reaching the semiconductor. The final layer which is applied 
only to the illuminated side of the cell is the anti-reflection coating. Since all semiconductors are naturally reflective, reflection loss can be significant. The resolution is to use one or several layers of an anti-reflection coating, similar to those used for eyeglasses and cameras, to reduce the amount of solar radiation that is reflected off of the surface of the cell. The photovoltaic effect is a process that generates voltage or electric current in a photovoltaic cell when it is exposed to sunlight. These solar cells are composed of two different types of semiconductors, a p-type and an n-type. This is kind of like a nucleus. The p-type being the proton, the n-type being a neutron, which is a positive charge and a neutral charge, or the male principle and the female principle. These solar cells are composed of two different types of semiconductors, a p-type and an n-type, that are joined together to create a p-n junction. By joining these two types of semiconductors, by joining the male principle and the female principle, an electric field is formed in the region of the junction as electrons move to the positive side and holes move to the negative side. This field causes negatively charged particles to move in one direction and positively charged particles in the other direction. The male principle and the female principle as one is the image of the creator. So when you bring the male principle and the female principle together, there's authority. So what actually happens is order is established. And I also would just like to note that the female principle can't be negative. It has to be neutral. It has to be willing to take on the charge of the male principle. And the male principle must be positive or else it isn't suited to give its charge to a neutral principle. Let's continue. Light is composed of photons, which are simply small bundles of electromagnetic radiation or energy. When light of a suitable wavelength is incident on these cells, energy from the photon is transferred to an electron of the semiconducting material, causing it to jump to a higher energy state known as the conduction band. So once the male and female come together and everything is in order within their realm or within their field, when light or energy hits that cell, that cell then transfers the energy it received from the light to the electron. It causes the hole to jump up another level. It entered the conduction band. When you spread that blessing around, when you spread that blessing to respects and understand that they're in the realm that was created by that original cell that they're the reason why the realm is in order 
They're giving the honor to where the honor is due. Then that cell can can take that blessing, pass it to someone in their realm, and now the whole jumps up to a new level. It's like we don't want to recognize the greatness in another. No one wants to play a supporting role. If no one plays the supporting role, who will the sell? give his light to in their excited state in the conduction band these electrons are free to move through the material and it is this motion of the electron that creates the electric current in the cell so the electric current the electric current is owed to the obedience of the electron because through their obedience now the cell can receive the light and pass it over to the electron and now we can all enter into that next level or the conduction band and move through the material or the earth freely this is a formula of freedom get your realm in order keep the commandments if everyone in your realm is operating in their role it's only natural that you enter the conduction band used in this segment was found at energyeducation.ca if you search photovoltaic cells it should come up success is usually derived from what's valued by the individual. These values determine the destination. No one else can decide what success looks like to you. Obedience is first and foremost. It takes faith in the moment to move when initially urged to. If the Most High is omnipresent, and the only time is the present. The very fact of being alive brings us into constant interaction with the Creator. This presence presides over all the happenings of the present. 
in the presence possessed by this presence is a present to those who believe it to be. It tends to build and destroy simultaneously. While some wander aimlessly, others are paying attention. Although expensive, it's worth the price. Through the screen, the world seems as if it's going through. And it is. But that's due to the principalities and powers in high places that we don't have to submit to. Even though you witness many fall to your right and to your left side, it cannot draw near to you. To keep the commandments is to choose to exist in the image of the Creator. That image is immune. Welcome to choosing immunity.